Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. I am so glad that I found Buzzsprout and was lucky enough to start with them. They've been so instrumental in helping me grow That Girl the Podcast. I love that I can look at my stats anytime, anywhere, and know exactly how I'm doing. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Chapter 20, Coachella. I write Ezra back the next day, and just as Ryan predicted, he begins flirting with me. It hurts a little knowing that these once cute texts meant something to me. And I'm sure they mean something to so many other gullible girls all over the country. Maybe even to Shayla. I try to keep it on the friendship tip, but he doesn't seem to care. He's relentless. He texts, should we get together? I text him back, if you want to write again, that sounds great. He texts back, I'm sure we can find something to do. My stomach turns just seeing this. What a douchebag. Who says shit like that? And yet, just a few months ago, I lapped it right up. My, how things have changed when you gain a little self-loving confidence. I text him back. I have these dates and these times available next week. I'm leaving for Coachella tomorrow. Let me know if you'd like to set up an appointment. He takes this as full-on naughty secretary flirting and texts back, Ooh, which to choose? How about this one? We pick a time and a date to write on a Monday right after Coachella. This time, I'll have everything set up to record. This time, I will never leave his side. I just hope he won't be attached to mine after it's all over. Ryan's pumped to go to Coachella. He goes every year and is taken care of the way you should be at Coachella with clean, nice accommodations and a slew of parties to go to. He sees his bands and then goes back to his fully stocked house or to an event. I've never been a real big concert goer, which seems odd given that I'm in music and I see so many bands. I've never felt like a fan or a groupie. Frankly, I just wanted to be the one backstage watching on a monitor as my song was sung by the artist who cut it. So when Ryan said he needed to go for work and we'd be VIP and have a house to stay in instead of, God forbid, camping, I said, why not? When I've heard about Coachella, or what little I've heard about Coachella since I've never been, is that it's more of a reality TV star smorgasbord with some bands playing in the desert at a huge campground. I imagine dirty, dusty grossness and sweltering heat that only a cool beer can save you from. So that's what I bring. Shorts, t-shirts, converse, a baseball hat, and some mascara and rosebud salve, which is my idea of lip gloss. But before we leave, I decide it's time to get a quick spray tan, if only to fit in a little bit better. I've never had a spray tan. There's never really been a reason for me to have one. I've never been that girl who needed to be tanned for an event. But I remember Danny mentioning a place near my house, so I google what I think the name is. I come up with a place I pass by every day. I call and make an appointment for that night before we leave. 
The tanning place is in walking distance, so I walk myself down to it, open the door, and see palm trees and tropical decorations everywhere. It's more of a tanning salon, I think. Spray tanning has just been offered, it says, in a large banner hanging over the receptionist's desk. I wonder about how qualified this place is. A gay gentleman checks me in. He's a bear. Bears are huskier, bearded gay men. Hence, the bear term. I've never known a bitchy bear. They tend to be sweet and loving, like a big... Well, you get the idea. We go into the back room. It doesn't even look like a real tanning room. There are boxes of tanning lotion and paper towels everywhere. It looks more like a storage space. There's a black sheet set up and a towel on the ground for me to stand on. He asks me to undress and that he'll be back in just a moment. I get completely naked and stand there like an idiot waiting for him to come back. He finally does and starts to spray me. Not once, not twice, but three times. I feel sticky and I wonder how long this feeling is going to last. He asks me why I'm getting a spray tan. If I've ever been to Coachella, do I have a boyfriend? I'm friendly because I assume as I maneuver my body, flexing my arms this way and that, and fanning open my legs for him to get the inner part of my labia, that he doesn't care because he's gay. Then he begins to tell me about his fraternity days in college and the hazing that went on. I freeze. Not just from the cold mist being sprayed at my butt, but from the revelation that he might not be gay. He asks me to turn around and asks if I want my face sprayed. I say yes. He sprays it just as hard as he did my butt and then says to wait here to dry. He leaves me as I stand spread eagle alone in a storage room, naked and wet. I stand in front of the fan that's barely blowing a breeze and I think, how did I get here? I look around and I swear there must be a camera hidden between two rolls of toilet paper. I think I see a red light, but I chalk it up to the smoke alarm. Finally, naked, I peep outside the door. With only my eyes and nose showing, I call out, Am I done? Another customer who he's been helping looks at me confused and he yells back, Do you feel dry yet? I touch my skin and wonder what dry really feels like anymore. I close the door and start to put my dress back on. It smears the bronzer from the tanning solution, making large creases on my body with patches of what my skin used to look like before. I look down at my arms, and they are at least ten shades darker than my skin color. I'm sticky as I struggle to get my dress on and petrified of what I've just done. On top of that, I feel like I need to beat the clock before he comes in again and regales me about his last girlfriend in college and how much she loved him. Finally, I get my dress on right as he opens the door. He looks at me surprised. Oh, you're dressed? He says. Yeah, I'm done. Thanks. I grab my purse and walk out of the door, the bells ringing loudly as I slam it shut. I walk home thoroughly icky. My body and mind feel disgusting. Of all the tanning places in West Hollywood, this was the one with the creepy guy? I shiver and keep walking home, counting down the hours until I can wash this crap off. Ryan and I arrive in Coachella, and it's not at all what I expected. It's a fashion show of fringe and turquoise and cowboy boots on people that would never wear cowboy boots unless they were here. Model-esque women strut around with enormous amounts of extensions woven into multiple fishtail braids and feathers hanging from them. It's way too cool for me in my white chucks, ripped boyfriend shorts, and black t-shirt that's slightly tucked into the front of my shorts. Ryan is the fashion guy in this couple, 
I basically wear a uniform where he experiments with cool new designers, always understated of course, and interesting new trends with tennis shoes. He says hello to his label friends and is quick to introduce me, telling them about who I am and what I do. They're friendly and inviting enough, and I'm accepted even though it's hard to imagine being accepted when my competition is literally a Victoria's Secret model standing two feet away from me. My spray tan, to my horror, has turned out much darker than I had imagined. The bronzer on me that made me look darker has actually made me that color. I look like a freaking Oompa Loompa. I'm not like one of those people who can pass for something else. I look really, really stupid. This, coupled with the fact that I didn't know I needed to hire a stylist for the weekend, is making me feel incredibly uncomfortable. I grab a drink as soon as I can and wonder if it would be acceptable to be slightly buzzed the entire trip, which I don't think is a stretch. Coachella is the excuse to be drunk and high for an entire weekend and not be judged for it. I set my guilt aside and grab a Jack and Diet. About an hour later into the party, people are floating on giant swans and sprinkle donut floats in the pool laughing and drinking. Ryan asks me if I want to get in the pool with him. I hesitate answering. I brought a bathing suit, hoping I wouldn't have to wear it, since I now look like a reject from one of the Housewives franchise. I tell him this, but he just laughs it off and says I'm being silly, that no one cares. I look around and think, everyone cares. He says he's going in anyway. I don't want to be that girl who sits by the pool with her shame right beside her for everyone else to wonder about. I sigh and think about how I can compete with a real Victoria's Secret model when I look like this. I succumb to the heat and peer pressure and decide to put my bathing suit on. The suit I brought is a cute black and white gingham bikini. It reminds me of something 1950s Barbie would wear proudly. As I take my clothes off, I can hear people laughing and yelling outside the door of the bathroom I'm in, and I wonder if this lock really works. I put the bathing suit on and look at myself in the mirror. I will give myself props. My body actually looks good in the suit. But the spray tan is so much darker when you see it all over my body versus just my face and arms. I grab the gross towel that everyone's been using to dry their hands with. I flinch as I put it around me and step outside holding my clothes in front of me to try and divert attention. I walk to the pool to meet Ryan who waves me over. Smiling half-heartedly, I walk over and sit on a chair beside him still holding my clothes tight. He looks up at me from inside the pool. It's a very cute bathing suit you have on. I'll be taking that off you later. I blush temporarily, forgetting my tanned shame and laugh at this. Get in, he says. I hesitate to put my clothes down, eyeing the pool in all of its sparkling glory. Finally, it's just too hot, and I put my clothes down on a chair nearby to expose my horrible orange body. Just then, a guy gasps at the sight of me and places his hand lightly across his chest. I look over at him as he turns his head swiftly away in horror. Oh god, it is as bad as I thought. I quickly walk down the steps into the pool. A few other people look over, confused, whispering to each other. The water feels cool and inviting as I swim up to Ryan. I give him a hug from behind and try to use his body as a shield to hide mine. We splash and talk to people, me always trying to hide slightly behind him, and him always looking back to see what's going on. Finally, after about an hour, we decide to get out. I quickly run to the towel I've brought to dry off. As I rub my skin with this white, old, crusty towel, I see brown beginning to stain it. I spread it open a little, and there are huge brown streaks across it. 
They might as well be bloodstains at this point. I'm completely mortified. The same guy that grimaced earlier comes up to me and in a snide yet concerned voice says, Ooh, honey, you'd better check that spray tan. And sashays away. I look down at my body, and not only is the tanner coming off on the towel, but my natural skin color is starting to come through in uneven patches. Huge patches of tanner decorate my body, and I look like a cheetah. I grab Ryan's arm, and he looks at me confused. We have to go right now. He doesn't know what to say or do, and before he can utter anything, the guy who gasped earlier comes up to me, takes my hand, bites his bottom lip, and says seriously, as if to cheer me up from this Victoria's Secret floating swan tanning nightmare. You're pretty too! He then lifts me up and cradles me like a baby, spinning me around and says it again. You're pretty too! I'm certain now that he thinks something is actually wrong with me, and he's trying to make me feel included in this very exclusive party. Ryan pats his shoulder and tells him we have to leave. I wrap the towel around me, my party gift from hell, and grab my clothes. We walk out of there, me dripping wet like some tragic calico cat. I hate Coachella. Ryan asks me later, while I'm in the shower, frantically trying to scrub off the horrible spray tan, if I want to come see some bands tonight with him. I look down at my body in horror. I've never seen anything like this in all of my days of spray tans on other people's bodies. It's as if the tanner made some kind of temporary coating on top of my skin, and now it's coming off in chunks. I yell back to him. Um, maybe? I just, I need a little bit more time in here. After about a half hour in the shower, I've taken the washcloth and rubbed my entire body raw. I'm quite certain I've lost the first layer of my skin, and now I'm as fresh as your first chemical peel all over my body. At least I look like myself again which is all I can really hope for. I put lotion all over myself and put my makeup back on, ready to try this Coachella thing again. I walk into the bedroom and see Ryan sleeping on the bed and curl up next to him, listening to him breathe softly in and out. It's moments like these that make the whole world disappear and make me realize how lucky I really am. Sure, it can be tough out there and a little embarrassing, but overall, life isn't that bad. And this one right here? This guy who's made my whole life bright and shiny and new? Well, he's worth having an embarrassing afternoon for. I'd have a hundred embarrassing afternoons just to have him. He starts to wake up, spooned in my arms, and lets out the smallest happy sigh. Hey, he says sleepy. I kiss his neck. Hey. He pulls my arm tighter around him. "Mm, Let's just stay in tonight. I just want to be with you. I think about this tempting offer. I'm a little tired too, but I also know that this is still a work trip of sorts for him, and I don't want to spoil it by keeping him locked in a house all weekend either, even though that sounds amazing. No, I know you wanted to see some bands tonight. Let's go, I say, the ever-supportive girlfriend. He smiles and kisses my forehead. Thank you. We get to the main stage around 9pm, and the crowd is even bigger than I've seen it here. We're ushered into a VIP section so we can bypass the normals and have our drinks delivered to us when we wish. There's even a food truck set up with gourmet hot dogs and burgers with toppings like kimchi relish and pork ketchup. We grab some food and a beer and sit down to watch the band that's already playing. I see a couple of the same people from the pool earlier. 
one of which is the guy from the pool who sees me and waves an overly enthusiastic wave to let me know he sees that I've improved the situation and that all is right in my world now. I smile and shrug as he walks over. Girl, I am so glad you were able to scrub that hideous spray tan off. How did that even happen? He asks in native West Hollywood dialect. Ugh, it's a long story. Ugh, thank heavens, he says, putting his hand delicately to his chest. I'm Stephen, by the way. He puts his hand out to shake mine. Hey, Stephen, nice to meet you. I say, shaking his. You're Ryan's girlfriend, right? Yeah. Ryan's so cool. I've written with a few of his artists. He's the real deal. Makes my job so much easier. Oh, you're a songwriter? So am I, I say happily. Twinsies, we laugh. That's awesome. What do you usually write? Um, everything, but lately I've been a little bit more focused on female-driven pop. Ah, that's my favorite upon favorite genre ever. I do a lot of pop synth stuff. We should write together with one of Ryan's artists. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm sure he could set something up for us. Yay! He says, clapping his hands quickly. Okay, well, now that we're friends, do you want to get closer and see the band play? I hesitate. I don't really know anything about the band, actually. In a hushed tone. Neither do I, but don't tell anyone that, he says, giggling. Or we could just get a cocktail and chit-chat some more. You should meet some of my friends here, too. They're all in electronica. They always need a good writer to write over their beats. I tell Ryan that I'm going to go chat it up with some of the writers nearby, and he tells me to have fun, that they're a good bunch. Ryan leaves with a couple of people from the band's management team to get a little closer to the stage, and we agree to meet back here after the band is done, so we don't lose each other in case our phones die. I'm introduced to a few interesting characters who all seem harmless enough. One is a producer whose long hair in a bun says pretty much everything I need to know. He smells a little of incense and has some turquoise on, but that could all be weekend-inspired. He's definitely your indie rock producer type. The next is a younger guy who's done some work with some breakthrough artists in the UK. He's very clean-cut, dressed in all black with skinny pants, no socks, and suede blue shoes, which I can only imagine how annoyed he is to be walking in all of this dust and dirt with. The third is a friend of Stephen's, who came along for the ride. He's also fabulous and is wearing a sequin kerchief twisted around his neck with ripped jeans and a white wife beater and tons of bracelets. They welcome me immediately. They give me a hug and a vodka cranberry. I appreciate the generosity and comfort that only boys can give you when they don't need anything from you. Stephen looks at the guys and begins to start the conversation. So, our little songwriter friend over here works with Cutie Pie Ryan's artists and is interested in writing over some electronica. Do either of you have anything now that she could listen to? They both immediately pull out their phones and headphones from each of their satchels. The guy in black gives me headphones to put on and cues up a song for me. He presses play to a track on his phone. A soft, low beat starts to thump as it escalates into a tinny sound. Big, whooshy noises make up most of the chorus, and it has a pretty upbeat tempo that would make anyone want to jump. I really like it, and I can already hear a melody forming in my head over it. I listen to it almost to the end and give him back his phone. I really like it. Has anyone written over it yet? The guy in black answers, just this guy. He points to the man bun, and it was terrible. Man bun laughs defensively. What did you expect? I'm a producer, not a writer. Well, I can already hear a melody that might work over it, 
If you want, I can try putting something on it when I get back to LA. Yes, that would be great. No one seems to have shown much potential, so please have at it. The guy in turquoise looks at me. Ooh, me next, me next. He plugs the headphones into his phone, and I listen to yet another song. It's equally as good, but nothing immediately pops up for me. I take the headphones off. It's really good. I can try playing around with it, but no guarantees. Steven smiles. She's so cute, right? The boys nod and smile agreeing. We all exchange info and the songs are sent. Steven looks at us. Okay, well that was fun, but now I think it's time for us to have a little party. He pulls out some jello shots from his satchel. A little sprinkle sprinkle, he says, handing us one. Oh, what kind are they? I ask. He smiles devilishly at me. Red flavor. I laugh and eat one. His eyebrows go up. Here, have another. I take it and eat another one. The boys giggle, but I still haven't caught on. Shall we go dance, ladies? He asks us. The boys lead me to another stage where they're playing house music. I can't tell if it's all the vodka cranberries I've had tonight or what, but I suddenly feel inhibited and free. Everything feels amazing. The music feels like it's pulsing through my body. My skin feels electric. I feel as though I could hear what someone was thinking just through their touch, and I can't stop jumping to every song. I have more energy than I've ever had in my life. Vodka's always been an upper for me, but this, this is something else. This is, oh my God. I turn to Steven and grab him. What was in those jello shots? He simply laughs and keeps jumping to the music, making a hand motion. Sprinkle, sprinkle, he laughs. You're on Molly. What? I yell over the thumping music. You're welcome, he laughs. You could have told me. I say, starting to laugh at the whole situation instead of worry, because frankly, I don't care about anything at all right now. It's good for you. Besides, I got the really good kind. Enjoy, he says, grabbing my hands and forcing me to jump with him. I keep jumping and think, fuck it, I'm high on Molly. Time eludes me, and finally, when I think to look down at my phone, I see a bunch of texts from Ryan and a few missed calls. I suddenly remember I was supposed to meet him back at the VIP lounge after this band. I look at the time. It's 1am and their set ended at 11pm. I run out of the crowd of people and try calling him. It's so loud I can barely hear anything, but he picks up. Where are you? Are you still here? He asks worried. Yeah, I'm still here. Steven and some guys and I went to the electronica stage. I yell, and then I start laughing, dancing to the beat. They gave me these jello shots? I laugh hysterically. I'm on Molly! What? He yells back, not sure if he's heard me correctly. Come dance with me! I yell. Come find me! I say seductively. He laughs. Okay, I'll meet you there. Just stay somewhere away from the crowd so I can find you. Steven grabs my phone away. Ryan! I have your girl. You better come get her. Steven hangs up. Ooh, I love a knight in shining armor. Ryan finds us dancing, covered in glitter and holding light sticks on what's left of a patch of grass. I run up to him and jump up, wrapping my legs around his waist and kissing him hard. He pulls away and laughs. Oh my God. Steven saunters up to him. I hope you don't mind. She's been well taken care of all night, he says coyly. She looks okay to me. It's all good, he says. I hold on to his neck and lean backwards. Steven smiles widely and pulls out a jello shot. You want one? 
Brian looks at him confused. It's okay, I'm done drinking for the night. I bring myself up quickly and hang off his shoulder. No, you should have one of these. This is the stuff. I say hi out of my mind. Ryan looks at it and then looks at me. How many have you had? I jump off him and put up two fingers, one on each hand like a child. I still have to make sure we get home all right, and I've got to work tomorrow. But I'll just have a bite. The boys in unison whine, boo. Ryan laughs and takes a bite regardless of their peer pressure. I grab his hand. Come on, let's dance. He pulls me in. Come on, let's go home. He says, smoothly running his hand down my back and grabbing my ass. The boys all clap in unison. Go home, girl. Go with your man, Stephen says, snapping his finger away. I suddenly feel incredibly turned on and grab Ryan's shirt. Let's go. We wave and say goodbye, giggling all the way to our ride. Hey guys, did you know that for $5 a month, you can help support That Girl the Podcast on our new Patreon page? You'll get access to bonus podcast episodes only seen on Patreon, bonus footage on current episodes, Q&As, and everyone's favorite, bloopers, and so much more. Because That Girl doesn't have sponsors, you'd be our sponsor. With $5 a month, you can help me keep making the podcast. To sign up, go to patreon.com forward slash thatgirlthepodcast.